0: Hello, my name is Josh Banner, and you're listening to The Invitation.
1: I kind of come to this conclusion that there's always going to be something for me to worry about. I'm always going to have something in life that is unsettled, undone, that I'm waiting to get through Uh, at the ocean, I was watching the waves come in. Mm. and some of the waves would be big and some would be small, but they'd always come. And I thought maybe that's a little like life in our struggles and um, uh, suffering. Mm. There's always something, it's a mess. Mm. and but sometimes it's big, sometimes it's little. Uh, and but they always go out. Mm. So change is always happening. And so how do we learn to live in this time between the ages, mm-hmm. you know, this kingdom life here and now as we wait patiently for eternity mm-hmm. and and not get lost in the individual waves.
0: This is the wisdom from Nathan Foster that he shared with me on episode number 12. This idea that there will always be challenges in our life, this is difficult for us to swallow. Will there not be a time in my life when I can be free from sin? Will God not protect me from suffering? The attempts at theodicy especially in the modern era, is to somehow explain the existence of God in a world with so much evil and pain. Yet here is a response to the problem of evil that will offend our modern sensibilities. So brace yourself, or turn off this podcast, or instead receive this for your prayer and for the enlargening of your faith. Trying to explain suffering is a misdirected intention. Instead, the ordering of our loves in the midst of pain, the proper response of faith formation and growth is to turn toward our weakness. Suffering empties us of all of our explanations. Suffering invites us to surrender. In surrender, we become empty and then open. And in this open surrender to God, we present ourselves as living sacrifices. And here we become more hospitable to the presence of God, more present to His presence more present to His love. Suffering subverts our self-dependence, and if we're willing, suffering opens us to God-dependence. this quarantine, I've wanted to put together some guided prayer resources for you. But as I mentioned in the last episode, the invitation is supported by many good, talented, and wise people. But the main work of this podcast is done just by me. And my goodness, it is really difficult for us to find any creative time. And I am here each day trying to stay sane with three young children during quarantine. And for my own mental health, and this might be a tip for you, when I've had time to myself, it's been incredibly helpful to do some carpentry. I strongly encourage you to engage some sort of physical craft each day during this quarantine, especially some sort of craft that gets you outdoors. I have been playing more music on my own, and that's been amazing. But making something with my hands has been essential. So during this time of shutdown, trying to think of some resources to offer you, I remembered that Nathan Foster had sent me two guided prayers from two separate psalms a few years ago. And back then, I had only had time to produce one of those. So this episode here is a re-release of what Nathan and I collaborated on for episode 21. That was a collaboration with Renovare. And in that collaboration, Nathan guides us through Psalm 131. So that's what I'm sharing with you again here. And I also dug out the other meditation that he offered on Psalm 19 verse 14 that I will share with you in just a few days. It is truly good to have you on this journey with me, this journey with the invitation, especially during these uncertain times. It is an honor to serve you, to reach out to you somehow, and to be together even through this podcast. I am spending some of my so-called extra time writing the next second movement in the prayer guide, Deeper Living Space. It's another guided prayer that I hope to have for you sooner than later, based on Ephesians chapter 3. And since I have that passage especially inside of me these days, I offer it to you as my prayer for you as you pray with Nathan here. I join with the Apostle Paul, who got on his knees and prayed that you would be strengthened with power through the Spirit of Christ in your inner being, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And I pray that you, being rooted and established in love, may have power together with all the Lord's holy people to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ and to know this love that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. Amen.
1: I would invite you, join me in sinking in to a Psalm, the great prayer book of the people of God to hold these words, live into them a little bit. Psalm 131. O Lord, my heart is not lifted up, my eyes are not raised too high. I do not occupy myself with things too great and too marvelous for me, but I have calmed and quieted my soul like a weaned child with its mother. My soul is like the weaned child that is with me. O Israel, hope in the Lord from this time on and forevermore. O Lord, my heart is not lifted up. My eyes are not raised too high. I do not occupy myself with things too great and too marvelous for me. But I have calmed and quieted my soul. Like a wean child with its mother, my soul is like the wean child that is with me. O Israel, hope in the Lord from this time on and forevermore. Lord my heart is not lifted up my eyes are not raised too high i do not occupy myself with things too great and too marvelous for me these are difficult words for us in a society that's bent on growth and achievement Bent on success. In a society that tells us we can do anything, be anyone. We don't have to live too long to know that that's just not true. And that's not a bad thing, that in finding our place, our lane, our rhythm in life with God, and not raising our eyes too high. And not occupying ourselves with things that are not for us. This is not a movement into low self-esteem. This is a movement into truth. A movement into accepting what God has given us. What God has for us. One thing I've found helpful in recent years is realizing that new things, new changes, both good and ones we might deem as bad, they come with new challenges of their own. Things that we think might be good. Places in life that we would like to find ourselves. These all come with new challenges, and some of them very difficult. And so it is a great joy to not raise our eyes too high, to keep our head down, follow Jesus, to not occupy ourselves with things that are not for us. And so, God, we don't want to limit what you have for us, but we also don't want to be greedy. We also don't want to buy into some of the lies of our world. Oh Lord, my heart is not lifted up. My eyes are not raised too high. I do not occupy myself with things too great and too marvelous for me. But I have calmed and quieted my soul, like a wean child with its mother. My soul is like the wean child that is with me. Oh, oh, to have a calmed and quieted soul. How desperate humans are for this. A calmed and quieted soul. This image of a weaned child. It's a striking image for me. I remember when my own kids were breastfeeding and when they were full, when they were done, they had this look about them. A sort of bliss. We used to joke that they seemed drugged. And here the psalmist offers this image for us. Our soul is calmed and quieted like a wean child with its mother. My soul is like the wean child that is with me. This image, this picture that our union, our connection with God is life sustaining, that that's the well we go to. That as we move, our being, our living, our breathing comes from that well. And in such, we find our souls are calmed and quieted. And there is a level of choice involved here. What is the well we go to for life-sustaining nutrients? There's lots of wells for us to choose from. Many of them do not calm and quiet our soul. We go to the source. We go before God. Again and again. I have calmed and quieted my soul. Like a wean child with its mother, my soul is like the wean child that is with me. Israel, hope in the Lord from this time on and forevermore. This is an invitation for us to place our hope in God. It is a hope that does not disappoint. Hope in the Lord, starting now and forevermore. We hope in many things in life. We hope in our paychecks, our retirement accounts, hope in institutions and politics, hope in the Lord. Hope in the Lord. O Israel, hope in the Lord from this time on and forevermore Psalm 131, O oh Lord, my heart is not lifted up, my eyes are not raised too high, I do not occupy myself with things too great and too marvelous for me, but I have calmed and quieted my soul like a wean child with its mother. My soul is like the weaned child that is with me. O Israel, hope in the Lord from this time on and forevermore. as we work with the psalms these prayers become our prayers we join community of saints holding on to these words these liturgies of hope and of life we stand with the people of God, through all the ages, in proclaiming, O Lord, my heart is not lifted up, my eyes are not raised too high. I do not occupy myself with things too great and too marvelous for me. But I have calmed and quieted my soul, like a weaned child with its mother, my soul is like the weaned child that is with me. O oh, Israel, hope in the Lord from this time on and forevermore. And as these words go deeper and deeper, we say them one more time psalm 131 oh lord my heart is not lifted up my eyes are not raised too high i do not occupy myself with things too great and too marvelous for me but i have calmed and quieted my soul like a weaned child with its mother my soul is like the wean child that is with me oh israel hope in the lord from this time on and forevermore amen
0: Hello, this is Josh with The Invitation Podcast. I am so glad that you've spent some time here with Psalm 131. You might notice that by now, after spending 15 minutes with that psalm, you have most of it memorized. Many of us resist the hard work of putting scriptures to memory. So consider how much more naturally and gracefully the scriptures can become part of your memory through this kind of prayerful repetition. Here, Nathan has given us the gift of helping us to sink deeper and deeper into the scriptures through the loving prayer of the heart instead of a kind of exhausting, tedious mental work that we normally associate with memorization. So how might your approach to prayer be changed here? How might you approach another passage of scripture this way? Perhaps you might take a different psalm and spend 10 to 15 minutes repeating it again and again, welcoming the Spirit slowly and carefully. That's the gist of what we're doing here with the Invitation Podcast. It's a resource of guided prayers and spiritual conversations that can make prayer more practical and approachable for you. So I invite you to take a look at invitationpodcast.org and to subscribe if you would like to stay updated when the new episodes are released. And of course, a big glad thanks to Nathan Foster and Renavare for this meditation. And until next time, peace, peace, more peace and love. Amen.